to Kizar to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Alex, and it's time to talk about some of these player updates and then get into the game plan for the 49ers versus Arizona Cardinals. True, man. It's true. I'm doing a little jig over here. I'm happy. Yeah. Happy about the player updates. It's always, a, it's always a good thing. It's always a good sign when your team's getting healthy and you're getting back pieces that you didn't think you'd even have. And, and so before we get too far into it, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. If you haven't already, notification bell. Do, do your due diligence. Come on now. Come on now, you don't, you don't want to miss any of the updates that we got coming for you and the things that are going on here on the channel. Uh, but no, huge, I mean, huge, huge updates. Jeff Wilson Jr. has a shot to go this weekend, and that's that's absolutely incredible because uh, skeptical, extremely. You were skeptical, not extremely, but definitely skeptical. And, you know, if he does play this weekend, it'll be a limited role. But the fact that it's even an option and a possibility, you know that makes Kyle Shanahan feel good inside because if he can turn to Jeff Wilson Jr. rather than Jermichael Hasty in short down situations, not even have to toy around with the idea of Trey Sermon right now, then Kyle Shanahan's feeling good about the offense and what he can scheme up and what he can dial up. Yeah, it comes at the perfect time because Elijah Mitchell's also dealing with the rib. True. Um, so you're getting a guy back that can do all the things that you need him to do. And Kyle Shanahan, you know, described the timeline and what happened with Jeff Wilson Jr., that Jr., um, originally was supposed to come back sometime in October and he had a setback and he's been rehabbing and over the last two weeks they've kind of escalated the timeline and it's moved up and he's at a position now where he's going to be able to play um, so yeah so this look this is looking and trending in the right direction he's had said he would love to have given him a few more days of practice um, but you know with the situation where it is and and how he's looked um, he's got a good opportunity to play this weekend so we might get a Jeff Wilson activation you know today um, him George Kittle um, Robbie Gold all activated possibly today. That would be huge for the 49ers. And of course, you know, corresponding moves are going to happen, but that is that is very nice news. Um, we could use all of them, but two big pieces for the 49ers offense and the stabilization of Robbie Gold. I know a lot of people don't like him, um, but you know, anything under 50, the the guy has a this guy's probably gonna make it. Why why would you be upset about I mean, listen, you could be upset about the contract and how much money he's making, but he's only making like a million and a half this year. Next year is the year where the money is expensive. It's four and a half million dollars. It's a lot of a lot of money. But we've already talked about this, right? If you cut him this year, it's a six million dollar cap hit. If you cut him next year, you're still eating. Oh, I think you do eat it still, huh? You eat it still. If you trade him, then you trade him and you're fine. Yeah, uh, you trade him and it's fine. But if you cut him, eh, you eat. You're eating money. So if you're the 49ers and you're 49ers fans right now, and you're like, we need to move. We got to get rid of Robbie. We got to cut him next year. We got to move away from him. Number one, no. Number two, you want him out on the field this year. He's only a million and a half on the count salary cap this year. But you want him on the field this year. You want him to have a solid year. Because if you truly do want to move off him, your only hope is to trade him to a team that is desperate at kicker and looking to bridge, right? Looking to bridge to a young guy that they can draft or is just looking for a guy that is consistent and they believe they have a team, right? They got question mark at the kicker position. You bring in a guy like Robbie Gold who's automatic from certain distances and you put your team in a better situation in a better position. Um, so that, look, I, I'm happy Robbie Gold's back. I like knowing, right, when we get to 48, 45, 47 yards, 49 yards, and that we're we're more often than not going to be putting the ball through the uprights and walking out of this situation with points. Um, you know, don't forget about don't forget about last year, folks. Don't don't forget about Chase McLaughlin last year against 
against 2019. Seattle. 20, 2019, my apologies. 2019, where, you know, you biff one after he just made one to send it into overtime to win it. Uh, so don't, don't forget about those things. It's nice to have a kicker out there that, that you're comfortable with and that can do good things for you. And you know Kyle Shanahan feels the same way because he knows roughly where he needs to be with his offense in order to be in points territory with this team. And that's going to be important this Sunday, man. Points. Um, ideally, not field goals. Whether it's Kyler Murray or not, it's still the Arizona Cardinals. It's still a lot of weapons on offense, a lot of talent, and still very talented, speedy linebackers and, and guys out in space at the secondary position for the Arizona Cardinals with their defense. And if there's no Kyler Murray, you know that defense is going to try and step up in a big way because they know they're going to have to carry the brunt of the work in terms of slowing down a 49ers offense now that looks like they may have found a little bit of a rhythm in the second half against the Chicago Bears. They did find rhythm. I mean, they really did. They got it going. They were you know, reaching the point where they weren't even hitting third down. Um, they were just executing boom, 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 boom down the field. That is how you used to see, you know, the Kyle Shanahan offense run, especially in 2019. There were times and periods in the game where they're executing at such a high level, they just never even got to third down. They didn't have to worry about third down conversions. Hey, if you struggle on third down, let's just not see them anymore. Um, it sounds like a good plan to me. So I, I'm hoping that they're able to, you know, go in and execute against Arizona. Now, Arizona is a different animal than Chicago is because Arizona's uh, defensive, you know, guys are fast. A linebacker course, very fast, they're very talented, they get downhill, they're aggressive. The key is now going to be using that aggressiveness against them. You know, go ahead and using their speed and, and they're wanting to make a play at the point of attack against them, whether that is play action passes, if that's reverses, if that's counters, all those things are on the table this week. And there's going to be situations for the 49ers to take advantage of it and then have big plays down the field because Arizona wants to play in the box. Yep. Um, even against Aaron Rodgers, they played everyone in the box. They wanted to take away the run. They want to force you to, you know, be willing to throw the ball deep. And Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to prove he's willing to do it like he did last week with Debo Samuel. He's going to have to prove that he's willing to take that shot. Once he does, they will loosen up. Aaron Rodgers got them to loosen up at times. And there were opportunities for him to get the ball underneath to, you know, Robert Tanyan and those guys operating in the intermediate routes over the middle. All places Jimmy Garoppolo is very successful. So the game plan early in this game is going to be establishing this run game. How they do it, though, is going to be the important part. They're going to have to get on the edge with the sweeps, and that means very good blocking because these guys are so fast. You're going to have to get good cutoff lanes and really stop them from getting there. And then after that, you're going to have to add in the counters. I wouldn't even be shocked if the counters don't come first and then the sweeps just to get these linebackers flowing because these linebackers read guys coming against the grain, whether it's tight ends and fullbacks, and also pulling offensive linemen. They read it and they try to get downhill. You can use that to your advantage. You can create bootleg opportunities for Jimmy Garoppolo. Tons of bootleg opportunities for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, we saw that a lot in the All-22 film preview, which premiered this morning over on Patreon. If you want to watch that, you can. You can head on over there. We dive a little bit deeper. I know, know your opponent. You got a little taste. You got a little taste of the All-22. We dive in a full hour into this this pass game, the, the Cardinals versus the Green Bay Packers, and you see it a lot. You see a lot of them having their read keys, right, in the offense that they want to look at, whether that is cards pulling in space. Uh, the 49ers, it might be Kyle Juszczyk. What, which direction is he going? And they flow with Kyle uh, and go in the direction that he is going. The 49ers, yeah, counters are going to be big opportunities for San Francisco, and we saw that, right? We saw them doing that a little bit against the Colts, and they had some success in that regard. So Kyle Shanahan is definitely going to be prepared for it. Um, he knows what the read key is right now for the most part, and most of the time it's been Kyle Juszczyk, so he can use that to his advantage. But we did see Arizona Cardinals picking up on and keying on their linebackers, especially in the middle. There are Hicks a few times and, and Zabin Collins a few times as well, finding those guards pulling in space, recognizing what the coverage is. They're the only guy there in the middle of the field and just coming in and stuffing pullers right in the middle of the hole or blowing past pullers for huge plays in the backfield and blowing things up. 
So there are tons of opportunities. However, that aggressive play can lead to you pulling a guy in a certain situation at the wrong time or at the right time, excuse me, and getting them to fill into a gap or fill into a hole when your intention is never to run there, but to run outside. We saw that on a couple of sweep opportunities for San Francisco against Arizona in part one of this matchup in which Eliza Mitchell had an opportunity. Uh, the problem, J.J. Watt blew it up in the middle. There is no J.J. Watt, and this is an area the 49ers can take advantage of at first level now. Pullers not getting caught up in space, getting guys to flow downhill, Zayvon Collins to come downhill hard when he sees guys pulling, and I'm going to stuff this in this hole right here that's opening up. They're running away from me. Uh-oh, I probably should have taken a better angle. Um, you know, with aggressive play comes big tackle for loss opportunities, but it also leaves you vulnerable if you're able to get outside or cut back across the grain for huge plays going the other way. Yeah, you have to be able to establish the, the edge. You have to set the edge. Um, and Marcus Golden's not the best at it. You know, Chandler Jones did a pretty good job in the film that we watched. True. But Golden is the, the one that has a little bit of weakness. And now that you don't have J.J. Watt to help prop him up and support him, um, there's going to be opportunities to be able to seal that edge. I think they can actually seal the edge on Marcus Golden with a wide receiver. Um, they definitely could do it with a tight end, Charlie Warner, George Kittle. Those are huge matchup advantages for the 49ers. So they're going to get in there and, and take advantage of that. I'm curious how Kyle and Mike McDaniel ultimately, you know, decide to do this, whether that is using a trips bunch, whether that is using motion again. I think they'll vary up some of the motion we saw last week where you had Warner that got help from Kyle Juszczyk. It sets it up perfectly now to give the same sort of look and this time for you not to help, but to run right past him and get underneath it. Um, all those things are things that you're going to be able to see in this game. Also, how many times do the 49ers chip Chandler Jones? True. We do have a healthy Trent Williams now. He's 100%. He was good to go as a full participant in practice. So you got to feel confident about that. But on Mike McGlinchey's side, how often will they use Jamichael Hasty the way that he was chipping um, Robert Quinn in this game? Man, dude, it was nice. Oh, he was stuffing him pretty good. And even on Trent Williams' side, he was getting after him in a big way. That is that is good for the 49ers. Maybe they're going to have opportunities to do the same thing and then you know have Jamichael Hasty flow out after that and be the check down guy. Do you see more situations this week where you see max protection play action pass situations where you're only sending two guys on routes? Because we saw that a lot against the Bears and they did have some success on those. Do you see those op options and those opportunities? Um, I, I think there is the opportunity to do so. However, I don't think that's going to be the key. I think they're going to... Want to put George Kittle, uh, Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk in, in situations where in routes together. Um, I know you don't want to normally put them on the same side of the field, but I think at sometimes you could put them on the same side of the field and then go, you know, a, a, do something with them, you know, that could cause some issues. Um, but it's, I think they're going to want to put multiple guys in routes this week. I think they're going to try to take their chances. They're going to try to confuse the pass rush and then ultimately get rid of the ball quickly. I mean, that's the thing. It's all about Jimmy getting rid of the ball, recognizing what's going to be there, hit the alert receiver. And get the ball out of his hands because when these guys are coming on a blitz, a lot of times it's six, seven guys, and they like to blitz. Uh, and you can take advantage of it, and you can get the ball in space to guys that can create. And that's how you get whole shot plays. But it all comes down to start with that run game. If that run game is going this week and they really establish it, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have a successful week. But we all know, give him a clean pocket, and he's going to execute down the field. So let's see. Let's see. Let's see how many max protect situations they have. Um, I do think with George Kittle in, though, it's a lot more three guys in, in routes than uh, normal. I agree with you. And here's the other thing, too. What did we see week one? Before, well, not week one, but the first matchup, part one. You saw a lot of open wide receivers, and you saw a lack of recognition from Trey where he could have got the ball out a lot sooner. And the pressures that the Arizona Cardinals were racking up, um, I don't expect that this week. I expect Jimmy to be able to diagnose, find where he's supposed to go with the football, and get it there. The other thing I expect, I expect a Texas route to work this weekend. I expect it to. Part of the reason why it's, I, I've been wondering, why do these things have so much success? 
because of how aggressive and fast these linebackers are. They come downhill hard. They see a guy working out in space. He's selling that outside move, and they they commit. They want they want to see you make the first move, and they want to react. Yeah. Well, you can get them to bite a couple times, and I imagine they'll set it up early with a couple different things, and then you'll see one of these late in the game for some success on a third down. Um, but look, I, I also expect there to be opportunities up the seam for this offense to attack. I mean, it's it's there. It is there. They miss. These guys don't necessarily aren't the greatest in coverage. So the offense is going to have plenty of chances. Definitely take the thing that is the strength right now of the Arizona Cardinals defense, their speed, and use it against them. We saw a beautiful designed run by the, by the Green Bay Packers where they allowed Hicks and Golden both fly upfield and then just rode them out in space. Secured first level, and as the draw happens, everyone starts releasing up to second to get a nice block and a nice big game there on a second, and I think it was 13, end up picking like eight or nine yards and put themselves in a third and extremely manageable. Um, th- those things are huge. Those things are very important. They're vastly important for the 49ers offense. Um, and look, they, they can do those things. They can do all of those things. And Kyle is definitely going to gleam something from what Matt LaFleur did. And I won't be surprised if there's a phone call to Matt LaFleur to talk strategy about what he saw from the, this defense and what they can they can do from it. They definitely had that conversation, at least to a, a little bit of an extent. Shared some sort of notes or what each other is seeing from, from the game. Um, but look, the defense is going to be huge this week because last week, Ant, there's a lot of problems. There's a lot of problems in the run fits. Uh, the only good news there. is... There was, you know, maybe on Patreon of the All-22 Film Breakdown, uh, you and I were excited before we watched the film to actually dive into a 49ers win. And about halfway through the film in part one, both you and I are like, do we have to watch this? Do we really need to? Because the run fits were atrocious. Front four, phenomenal. Absolutely great. Linebacker play. Outside of Fred Warner. Woo! Suspect is a kind word to use. Thank- Say it. Demetrius Flanagan Foles is not. He is not doing well. At, here, here, YouTube. Spoiler, spoiler. If you're if you're not on Patreon and you're just a YouTube person, that's totally fine. Uh, but at one point, we had a Thanos appearance in the form of a uh, good old aunt over there who literally goes, "I don't want to say this. I don't want to have this take, but I have to cut Demetrius <laughs> Flanagan Foles right now." I have never. Well, that's not true. I've heard you definitely heard you do yeah. something like that before. But I never thought it would happen here. It was bad, though. It was really, really bad. Thank God Aziz Alshair is back this week. 100% thank God he's back. Because the the way that Alshair was playing, I'm sorry, the way that Flanagan Foles was playing, um, you could tell they were actually purposely moving Fred around to protect him, moving Fl- Flanagan Foles to the line of scrimmage to at least have him somewhat involved. They were playing out there without a guy. I mean, that's really what it came down it to was most of the game. On, it was 11 on 10 uh, It really did look like that. And I hate having that take. It really hurts me. Um, but I'm not going to lie about what I saw. And it was, it was bad. And the second half, slightly better. Yeah. Because, and by, but slight, slightly from rock bottom. But, but what did they do? They put him at the line of scrimmage. Where put him at the he line was of at least going yeah. forward. Um, you have to you know, manufacture a way to take care of this guy. And, and then there were times where Marcel Harris played for him. Marcel Harris did a, a better job. Now, Marcel Harris has only been playing linebacker for one year, and, or not even a full year, and he did a pretty good job. So ultimately, Marcel Harris, I'm not going to hate on. Um, but yeah, it's nice to have Alshair back, especially a week where you're probably going to play a lot of nickel. Uh, you're going to have Alshair and Fred, Fred Warner the out there, so you're not going to really have to worry about the other linebackers. But Cake. that is part of the reason that that run game from Khalil Kerber got going early in that game. It wasn't the it wasn't the D line. It was definitely the linebacker play not yes. filling, not flowing. K1 was playing the, the shark. The Shark was a better linebacker Kwan, option. K1, yeah, yeah, he was K- fantastic. K1 was fantastic. Um, so look, I, 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 the defense, though, is definitely the, the question mark, I guess, now coming into this game. Um, but 
you may get a little bit of help. AJ Green's status is still up in the air. Um, we're going to hopefully find out more about that today. Uh, and then you'll have the, the issues and the questions surrounding DeAndre Hopkins. You have the issues and the, the problems surrounding Kyler Murray. Yeah, it brings up some good questions, Alex, because it those does. guys are listed as questionable, yet they, they haven't practiced all week. When guys normally don't practice all week, they're, they're normally not questionable. They're doubtful because they haven't showed that they're progressing in their recovery. What are your thoughts? Do you think this is gamesmanship by Cliff Kingsbury and these guys aren't going to play? Or do you think these guys actually have an opportunity to play in this game? My personal opinion is they're all playing. Because as a coach, if you list them as questionable, it's because you you want them to play. Right? You want someone to think they're going to play. Or that. But here's the thing with Cliff Kingsbury. What do we know about him? Everyone keeps talking about offensive genius, offensive genius, offensive genius, offensive genius. I don't see offensive genius when I watch film. Oh. I, I see simple. I see a lot of talent and simple. And what have we known about the Cliff Kingsbury offense? And when he got into the league, when he first got here, wasn't anything super special about it. They went and drafted Kyler Murray, and that made something special, but they still struggled offensively a lot of times. He has had to go out and gra- grab a lot of talent in order for this offense to achieve what it's achieved. In the last few weeks, haven't seen it. And it's because people are starting to understand that, hey, a lot of mirrored concepts on both sides. Hey, it's a lot of the same things across the board. If you got hitch on one side, you're going to have hitches on the other side. You got level a levels concept on this side, you're going to have levels concept almost exactly the same on the other side. You're not having different levels of attack or different routes to attack the levels. It's the same. It's mirrored. And then we saw even worse things on film, right? Where you have guys running the same route in space next to each other. Where you can have one... Literally one guy trailing. Yeah. They had a, vert- a vertical concept where AJ Green gets an outside release and runs a vertical outside the seams towards the numbers. And Rondale Moore starts on the inside and runs a wheel route outside. And they're literally almost hip to hip running stride for stride with each other with one corner sitting there going, oh, I have both. That's cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, some of the concepts are concerning, um, which makes me think, right? He that deep of a thinker? Is he, is he that kind of, can he, can he and his brain of big brains that I've seen so far in film, and it ain't a big brain, and unless, unless this guy knows something that I don't, and this, this is a big brain scheming offensively, is this guy creative enough to put questionable down, knowing full well that he has no intention of playing them to get everyone to prep and then, you know, pull a complete swerve and a curveball in terms of the game plan and how things go? I don't necessarily buy that. I think deep down, he said this early in the week, even if they don't practice all week, if they're good to go by Sunday, I'm playing them. I think deep down, he knows this offense cannot function the way it needs to without DeAndre Hopkins, without Kyler Murray, and if you're limited without A.J. Green, you you take a hit as well. I think that's why there's a possibility they don't play. Because there is no way that they can win without him. But you have a better chance of convincing the 49ers to prepare for them. He knows if the 49ers prepare for Colt McCoy all week, it's done. It's a wrap. He's, He's over with. So by saying, oh, wait, it could be Kyler, it could be Kyler, it could be Kyler, oh, D-Hop could be out there, it makes the 49ers plan for it, and it gives you at least a glimmer of hope that you can somehow be able to get it done with Colt McCoy. And do something on offense? Yeah, because, I, I mean, you are, I think there's an outside chance, Kyler. I, I do think there's an outside chance he's play a lot more than I thought early in the week when yeah. it seemed like he was going to be out. But I think that this guy, I wouldn't be shocked if they get to the game and he's just like, nah, he can't go. Or they give it a whirl, and, but I'm, I don't know if he can do it. And if he's not anywhere near 100%, the 49ers defensive line is going to get after him in a big way. And he has an opportunity to walk out of this with less, you know, with even more of an injury than just the ankle um, because they're going to get to him because he can't move, he can't run. 
And that offensive line is built on him being able to scramble and extend plays. Uh, the Warriors were getting after him last time. They were able to get after him a little bit. They, they, I mean, think about it, right? On the film that we just watched against Green Bay, when he has to stick, sit in the pocket and throw, he yeah. struggles. He struggles mightily. He cannot see the middle of the field. It is difficult for him to find open receivers. And I'm talking wide open receivers in the middle of the field. And sometimes, Ant, wide open. And I don't know how they're open because you had two guys running in the middle of the field. <laughs> One guy breaks. Everyone's like, well, what are, what are they doing? And then someone forgets about the dude sitting down at the sticks on a third and 15 wide open. Uh, in Zach Ertz, it was baffling. Literally couldn't figure out how how it happens, why it happens. What are you doing, Green Bay? How does Kyler miss him? You, you just don't understand it, but it's because Kyler struggles to read the middle of the field. Kyler's strength is getting outside the pocket, extending plays, and throwing outside the numbers. That's what his strength is. If he wants to throw middle of the field, he has to get a deep drop. Well, guess what? If you're getting deep drops, more time. More time means Bosa, Ford, the new guy, Charles Amenahu. DJ Jones. I mean, that's opportunities for these guys to bust through, create pressure, and Kyler's now limited with his his mobility. Um, you know, the best play that we saw from the first half from Kyler Murray was a off of his back foot throw down the sidelines to a covered DeAndre Hopkins, and DeAndre Hopkins makes Eric Stokes look like a fool. Right? He geeks him, yeah. Stokes is on top of it. He's on top of the route. All he has to do is stick with DeAndre Hopkins, and when DeAndre looks for the ball. You look, just peek for the ball a little bit, and if, oh, you know, it's coming in, oh, it's back shoulder, whatever it is, you're fine. He's on top of the right, he's got it covered. Make DeAndre Hopkins and make a play. Instead, DeAndre Hopkins starts to slow down, shows his eyes and his hands a little bit, and Stokes presses DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins gives him a little swip swim move. Stokes gets stuck in space. DeAndre Hopkins goes downfield a little bit more where he meets the ball in stride and somehow manages to step out of bounds. I, I still don't know how that happens. But it was the biggest play. It was the biggest play of the first half. It, it was, it, it was a, I don't want to say incredible throw because it's just to throw it up there 50-50 ball. It's an incredible route, an incredible design, an incredible win by DeAndre Hopkins at the top of the route. We've seen Stephon Diggs do that against Emmanuel Mosley in the 2019 playoffs, and Mosley was able to recover in space and make yeah. the catch really difficult. Um, you know, these are the type of things that Kyler Murray does. He puts the ball in good spots for his guys to go up and make plays and these guys make plays but the design isn't necessarily like a oh man i'll tell you what it's great no, it's just cover cover three you had two outside verticals had a vertical up the seam and a guy sitting in space underneath it's just it's normal run-of-the-mill stuff stuff that you've seen a thousand times yeah 100 and you know what you could tell kyler murray wasn't 100 in this game and it seemed like he got worse as the game went on yes uh he was less mobile they even put in you know plays for uh wildcat um where he was out in the slot and he's just standing there um because they do not you know want this guy running as much he ran a couple of read options in the first half but nothing major and even on those he got down early getting picking up a couple yards he's still explosive but he's explosive he's he's quick off the gun and then the minute he has to try right now anytime he has to try and move cut in space not, he's well, not comfortable. He's explosive in the first half, but in the second half, it continues to go down. Um, so we don't know what level he's going to be at, but it, it's a big ask. And you you run the risk of, okay, if you play Kyler Murray in this game, you might beat the 49ers. Um, but what does that do for you down the road? You know, what if this you know ankle sprain turns into a high ankle sprain or something else? Or you tear something. Yeah, it, it could be bad. So it's going to be interesting to see if he actually plays and straps up. If he plays and straps up, I hope the Niners go after him and go get it. I hope they'll go get it in a big way, muck it up, make this guy have some issues. Um, leave the middle of the field somewhat open. Make him, you know, take away the outside, funnel everything inside, and attack him. And stop the run game. You have to stop this run game. Uh, if you can get Edmonds and Connor stopped and they're not able to consistently 
you know, pick up big early down gains, uh, you're going to have potential to get after Kyler and get off the field. And if you're one sack away, if you get a sack on first or second down with the amount of depth that he gets in his drops and how he tries to escape that way, um, you have the opportunity to get off the field every single time that happens. So get after this guy, get a sack, and then play underneath at the sticks. You'll be fine. You're not wrong, Ant. Uh, you're not wrong. And playing underneath at the sticks is a recipe for success because Kyler struggles. We talked about this on Patreon with his struggles over the middle of the field and, and like you talked about the deep drops needing to do that. Um, you know, we jokingly kind of made a comment on, on Patreon. Do you just kind of give up some of that middle stuff or don't press as hard of, uh, uh, on the over the middle of the field routes? Maybe to an extent because at times it seemed like the Packers were willing to let him have some stuff over the middle of the field um, and sent guys with pressure. Um, they had the cover three look or the cover. It looked like cover full on cover four, cover two at least. Um, and it's cover one with a robber coming down underneath on an under an underneath route. And Kyler is completely deked by it and throws it and almost throws a pick. And if he doesn't throw a pick and Rondell Moore catches it, Rondell Moore might die. Like he's, he would have got, got roughed up in a big way. It would have been not good. And yeah, Rondell even Moore, Rondell Moore turned around like, whoa, did bro, you see that guy? I saw uh, him. Rondell Moore stops. He's like, nope. Mm-mm. He's like, uh, mm-mm. I'm good. I don't need this in my life. I I want to I want to play the rest of this game. I, I got I got sins to atone for with the the botched punt earlier in the in the football game. You know I I want to be available. Um, but this is what I mean. D'Amico Ryan's had success with the disguises last time and keeping him guessing, um, taking away certain things, not taking away others. Ah oh, man, it's it's just gonna come down to the DPIs, right? <laughs> not having DPIs when Kyler decides to huck and chuck one up, rally to the football. You know, find and locate that bad boy in space. Go make a play on the ball. Don't go make a play on a wide out. Please, for the love of God, DBs, and wash the hands. Yeah, I'm not too worried about the defensive pass interferences. I, I think that um, they're going to happen. I mean, jo- just get ready. Josh Norman's going to get some sort of penalty on him. It's going to happen every single week. This is what he does. This is how he operates. And just get you know get used to it uh, because he's going to add extra things to your, your football team. You know, he's going to help you put the ball on the ground. He's going to get what's turnovers. Cut back here. What's that? You don't like hearing that. Well, I mean, that's fine. If, if you don't like it, don't listen. Um, that's the way it goes because it's going to happen. It's inevitable. Josh Norman and penalties playing defense is inevitable. Um, and you just got to live with it this year. Just being real, and I love it. 100%. I mean, you would get it from Richard Sherman as well. If we had Richard Sherman instead of Josh Norman, no one, would, getting... say, no one, say, no one would say a word. Well, no, but he'd still be getting the same penalties, right? Because that's what Richard Sherman does as well. All the things Norman does to protect himself because he doesn't have the speed and all that, Sherman Richard does. Sherman does. Um, so, yeah, the, the, those are things that happen. The 49ers are going to ha- have any any chance of winning this game. They have to be able to take advantage of the opportunities that are presented to them to ter- get the ball in turnovers. They have to create turnovers this week. They have to you know win on those turnovers. When the ball hits the ground, you have to end up with it. If and the ball ends need- up in the air, you need to end up with it in your hands. And you need to put those into touchdowns, not just field goals. Put you know put up points, significant points. Um, you know you cannot give Arizona the ability to stay close in a football game because if it's Kyler out there. He's going to he's gonna do something at some point, right? We we saw it the last time we played him. You held him in check, you held him in check, you held him in check, and he made one really great throw in the red zone at the end of the football game. And that's the difference between a win and a loss because you had opportunities to put points on the board. You didn't put those points up on the board, and you didn't put Arizona away when you had the chance. Um, you know, we don't have Aaron Rodgers back there. You you just you don't have that guy back there. So if you're gonna put this in a situation at the end of a football game where you're p- pitting Jimmy against Kyler, I think if it's Jimmy against Kyler, you feel a little bit better that if the ball is in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands and we can go down and get some points at the end of the football game. But if they have the ball last and you're asking this defense to get a stop right now, 
Yes, they can do it, and they've shown they can do it, but Kyler has also shown that he can drive a team 99 yards down a football field and have an opportunity to put points on the board. So if you're the 49ers, don't put yourself in that position. If you can prevent it, score points early, create turnovers, and you get the football back, go put it in the end zone, go get yourself seven points, and at the end of the game, just smile to yourself methodically and evilly as you just sit there and go, ah, well, you're down, you're down 18 with three minutes left, Kyler. Have fun. And even though you want Kyle Shannon to be methodical in this game because you want Kyler Murray to stay off the field, get ready for aggressive Kyle if it's fourth down. Um, he's going to go for it again because you want to keep the Arizona offense off the field. You want to keep your defense rested against you know that NASCAR-style offense. True. So he's going to go for it, he's, and he's going to be very calculated. Now, if it's, it's not Kyler and it's Colt, Colt McCoy, McCoy. Uh, that goes away. He will punt. Um, so those situations change by who's out there and the circumstance in which you're going against. But I think if it's Kyler, you're going to see some aggressive play calling from Kyle Shannon. He's going to expect his guys to win. And, you know, now he's going to, you know, Elijah Mitchell's going to have to win on these runs. Um, so let's see if, let's see what they, how they attack it and how they handle this. But yeah, I think that those are little things you can definitely count on in this game is that Kyle Shannon's going to be aggressive. I hope we see play calling like we saw in Chicago as far as it was continued to be aggressive throughout the game. And there wasn't lulls, you know, where he kind of went run, 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 run. But he was looking for opportunities to go ahead and attack down the field with play action and that kind of thing. If we get that, I think the Foreigners can take advantage of it. I want to see a full pedal to the metal style offense from Kyle Shanahan against the Arizona Cardinals. I agree with you, man. That's what I want as well. I want to see that from this team. I want to see the execution. I want to see the drives continuing, the the ball being moved, the offense rolling and clicking and making this thing easier for our defense. And I think Nick Bosa and D Ford and, and all of these guys, the new guy, Charles Amenahu, even though he doesn't really need any rest because he's only played like 200 snaps on the season. 209. Them, 209. My Put apologies. Some on his name. My, my apologies. Uh, but I want to be able to get them at full speed 100% the whole game and not, you know, having to sub them out more and have them rest more because, oh, we've been playing a lot of snaps defensively because we're not getting off the field on third downs and the offense is three and outing it. Um, we don't want the Madden simulation. We, in terms of, hold on, in terms of the offense's lack of execution, we don't want that, right? We want extended drives. We want the Niners to push the ball downfield. We want the three pick sixes. We want the two fumbles from Kyler Murray. Those things, yes, mwah, Madden, keep those the same. But the other struggles, please know, keep those away. An offense that moves the ball down the field, puts points up on the board, opens up the game with two touchdowns would be absolutely incredible and really turn the screws of this Arizona Cardinals team early in this football game yeah and get the get the crowd involved you know yes. i mean if you get up early in this game that crowd is going to feel it they're going to feed off of it and it's going to build and then it's going to be tougher and tougher for arizona to be able to operate and that's what you're looking to do um put them in a situation where they decide you know what we're we're losing like we're down 17 you know or whatever um we need to just pull kyler out we need to pull deandre hopkins out we let need these to go, guys rest yeah and let these guys rest let's we need see the if these other guys put can that do it. pressure on them and then also that way this pass rush can light it up and get after him because um, for our while that's bold to happen. The 49ers need to have an absolutely outstanding game uh, from the defensive line, Alex. Yes. Um, so we could we could use some some noise from the faithful. So if you guys could show up in a big way, get loud um, and make it so the the 49ers could pass rush could get after Kyler Murray or Colt McCoy or whoever it is, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we want the noise brought the upon noise. the noise brought yeah. on you the noise brought on Kyler Murray would be great the noise brought on the Arizona Cardinals would be great and uh cutback crew faithful that's up to you so if you're at the game this weekend please get loud get excited be ready to go do your thing um because yeah no this is a huge week for the 49ers an opportunity to get your first win at home in quite quite some time it's it's been a while it's been a while man. and get to four and four 
Get to 500. And that's what's important. You get to four and four, and then the, it's a new season, right? 0 0 on the year. Yeah. And then it's it's all about the, the next, you know, um, nine games. What can you do in those nine games? And it, at four and four, if the 49ers, you know, could win six, or if they could win five of those nine games, they have an opportunity. You know, that's one game over 500 at five and four, have an opportunity to make the playoffs. And that, that's how close it is this year. Let's see how it all pans out, but at least they're putting themselves in an opportunity to compete. I'll take it. I'll take it any day of the week. Ant, last year, right, we were fighting and clawing and holding on for dear life as this team slowly moved further and further away from 500. Yeah. This year, it started to st it started off that way, and now we're climbing the other direction. Let that trend continue. Let us have some faith and some hope here on the 49ers cutback, as well as for the cutback crew and the 49ers faithful, because no one wants the season to be over. No one wants this thing no. to be done. But it's not been until fe February. Not until February. Please, please, no. Super Bowl, Super Bowl was what, what we um, want to see here. Let's make Valentine's weekend very, very good. Super Bowl, Valentine's the day after. Get it done. Super. I'm out. Yes. Lots of Scorpios after that. <laughs> there will be. There yeah. will be a lot of uh, new Scorpio <laughs> oh, 49ers. the 49ers playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, and, the, and they win? Uh, Scorpio season. Scorpio season indeed, and <laughs> Cutback Crew, let's know what you thought about all of this, what the game plan could look like, what it should look like, Kyler playing, Kyler not, Hopkins playing, Hopkins not, and all the other player updates that we talked about today. We want to hear about it from you in the comment section below right now, and then while you're down there commenting away, don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already, hit that notification bell, and if you want to get a good look at the Arizona Cardinals versus the Green Bay Packers, head on over to Patreon, you can watch that All-22 film preview, and uh, yeah, you get all the good stuff over there on Patreon. There's there's a lot of good stuff. Big yikes, 49ers cut back in time, film breakdowns, fantasy football, uh, the whole nine. Yeah, Patreon is a full, you know, gander of things that you can go through and and, and look at. And then you also have, you know, all the things that we're putting out here on YouTube as well. Um, the Friday frenzy just happened and it was, it was four great videos all throughout the day. It's true. Um, and, and they were, they were good. You know, some people really love the Madden simulation. We're hearing a lot of great comments about it. It's true. Um, some of the crazy wackiness that happens in it and the over the top reactions that we have to feel, um, when things happen, it, it's a great time. And then our daily videos, we're always bringing the news and what is going on with the 49ers, the up-to-date news. Um, and not trying to put our spin on it, but trying to give it exactly how it is. Occasionally, you know, we'll talk about our opinions on it, but um that's what we're trying to do and then we had jay in the bay and uh, if you guys haven't checked out jay in the bay hop over to his youtube channel give him a subscribe check him out what he does on our what's good episode right here on the channel every friday at two o'clock with his five big things and then also answering questions um it, it's cool it's a good good one to watch and then know, or know your opponents where we talk to people from other teams sometimes we break down you know film from other teams it's an exciting time but all those things happen on the friday frenzy you need to check it out there's content all throughout the week you can check out so if it's your first time here uh give it a look give it a look indeed give it a whirl we got it we got things for everyone here and we're continuing to grow and continue to expand the lineup as well so there'll be even more things coming your way more ways to engage with the 49ers more ways to engage with us and more ways to maybe show off what you know about san francisco Ooh. just a tease just a little bit of a tease and uh but no this is a good one it's a fun episode game plan videos are some of our favorites that we do each and every sure. week we hope you enjoyed it and until the next one stay safe and remember the right way it is, is always, always the 49ers, 49ers way. way.